Welcome to episode five of the Flames Fancast. So, uh, we do have some news for you today, so we'll start from the top. Uh, one, we are now on iTunes, Google Play, Castbox, and the original SoundCloud. So whatever platform you prefer, you can find us on your favorite podcast app now. Uh, and it's it, it's it's exciting for me to be on those things. So for both of us, both of us are just tickled pink. We're that surprised that iTunes accepted this podcast, to be honest, because we talked about cocaine and hookers the last <laughs> episode. And you know what? They gave us the explicit logo. Very fitting. Did they actually? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go with that. That means someone at iTunes listened to it. Maybe. Someone maybe. had to. Well, I don't remember. How do they give us an explicit logo if they don't listen to it? I actually don't remember even having like the option to pick that, but maybe there's an option. I don't know. But somebody did something there. Maybe I was, you know, not paying attention, but yeah, we swear unbelievably amounts. Like, Moral was, of the story, we are on iTunes and Google Play, CastBox, and you can get us, I know on my phone, I checked this out on a podcasting app for Android. And I found it. So you can find us on your favorite podcasting app. You can take us on the C train, the bus, your favorite walk with your family that you don't want to talk to because you put your headphones in or anything like that. You know, you can take us wherever. So. Or at, at your job, you know, like I know I know you office types, you know, sometimes you pretend to look busy, you look upset at the desk. It's a great little trick. Just put the headphones on and listen to us. Yeah. Not so, yeah. It's listen not so to us. Bad. Just, you know, just it's listen any anytime or SoundCloud, how, however you like. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to do, listen to us. We just and gave you all the options now. Just uh, and just a rem- reminder, we have a Twitter account, which is at FlamesFanCast. Again, that's at FlamesFanCast. And if you're following us on Twitter already, great. If not, please do so. And and on Twitter, you can send us your questions, your thoughts, your comments, because we'd start to like uh, we'd, we'd like to start addressing those here, where we can talk about what the fans have to say, what the fans are experiencing, what the fans are thinking, and we really want to get you guys involved. So everyone has a say, everyone has a chance to voice their opinion, and then we can address those things. So those are some things we'd like to do in the future. Uh, and it, even if you don't have Twitter, you can email us too. Our email is flamesfancast at gmail.com. That's flamesfancast at gmail.com. Uh, and we can check that, and we'll answer those questions too. And we'd really, really, really like those to come in so that it's not just the two of us uh, making up things about five minutes before we record, which is not at all what happens. Uh, speaking about recording, we did get some recording equipment, yes. which is a really good news. I'm staring at it right now, but the box that we have, which is an FP10 pre-Sonus or something like that, it doesn't actually work with computers from the 21st century. So, we're, so that sucked. <laughs> we tried to work it for about an hour, but it doesn't work with anything um, past 2007, really. It, Which is a big problem. It's the only thing I know that actually uses a Firewire cable. So we tried for a while to get it working, but we have some microphones. We're going to get something going here. We're actually upgrading our recording today because instead of recording on an iPhone, we're recording on a MacBook Pro from 2010. So it sounds better to us anyhow. So we're, we're going to work on that. We took your opinions and comments to heart and we really want that. Because we actually did have someone say, you guys sound like you're in a tin can when you're speaking on, into the uh, microphone. We may still sound like that to people. People will be like, I don't even notice the difference. That's okay. We'll make it work. 
just give us some time, but we do have the actual equipment with us. We'll uh, figure out how to make that compatible. So, anyway, actually getting on, I guess we got a bit motivated getting on iTunes and such. And it's just nice and try, easy Trying to make this a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like easier for you. You just, you just subscribe to it. You don't even have to listen to it anymore. Okay? <laughs> it's just the fact that we got on there was like good enough for me. I'm, I, Tyler's I, a little I'd bit still more... Like, I, I'd he's like a little more ambitious. He's I, a more I'd ambitious. Like yeah, I do enjoy I do hearing your feedback and hearing people talk <laughs> about it. And I like generating conversation among people, among fans, yes. fans of any walk of life. And, you know, both of us can say that after Wednesday night's game, um, we've had a bit of flack from Oilers fans who actually listened to us and uh, like to rub it in a little bit, which was hard for me to accept. But, but we're uh, okay with that. We're okay with that because we didn't start this thing to be the self-proclaimed ex experts of the Flames or hockey. We're just two dudes that have beer and just talk about the Flames. I mean, we know quite a bit about the Flames and hockey, but again, we're not here to be basically the Nostradamus of this whole thing. You know, we, we want you to come back to us and be like, hey, you know, by the way, that was wrong. Great. Tell us that we're wrong. That's okay. That's what we're here for. But anyway... Oilers fans really gave us the gears on this whole thing, and deservedly so. It's fucking bullshit. We lost that game badly. And let's get into it now. Um, Edmonton game, Tyler, please tell me how you felt. Uh, the most disappointing part for me was, and we mentioned before about in the preseason, the coach was talking about our compete level. Our compete level wasn't up to snuff. You know, we go into these games and we're playing, playing at 50%. We're not playing like we want to win. We're not playing like we really care about what's going on. And that kind of attitude had permeated and transferred over into the, into the actual season. When we showed up in Edmonton, a game where I, I was fired up as a fan. Like Edmonton away, opening night. I'm ready to go. I'm like 8 o'clock. I'm bouncing Big on the couch. Big rivalry game. Ready. Start up the season. Come on, guys. Let, let's, let's get into this. And, you know, we, we come out of the gates flat. We, we, have, we have nothing in the tank. And we were out-competed on every level. Except in the net. Yeah. Smith did awesome. Uh, and just, just for me, just seeing that, and we mentioned before, that, that's Gullison's job to get them. How much does it really take to get a team motivated for uh, a game against the Oilers? It shouldn't take it should much take nothing. at all. No. The team should be motivating you. It's like, no. Coach, I want to go out there, and yeah. I want to show these guys. They, they beat us bad last Get season. me back on the ice. I want to score. It's I our first something. game of the season. I exactly. want to go out there and send a message to the league. The Why Flames mean business so this flat? year. Why are we so flat? That was so uninspired on the ice. I was watching that game going like, okay, the defense is doing their bit. Like, the defense was chopping away. They had to because the puck was in our zone for a good chunk of the game. You know, I, I was actually a big fan of Hamannick. Hamannick did pretty well. Mm -hmm. He had that one, I think it was in the second period, where he did that kind of that diving, kind of blocked the pass. And, like, mm -hmm. he actually swiped the stick and, like, knocked the puck behind the net. Like, stuff like that, like, I loved seeing. Hamannick was dialed in. Gio was dialed in. Brody was dialed in. You know, Hamilton played well, too. I think our defense overall played pretty decent, but obviously got overshadowed with the three goals. I think Brody was minus three. <laughs> My problem with the three goals is that this hat trick is an empty net. Okay, we lose three nothing, sure, but one of those goals is into an empty net. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but you're a coach. You're, you're going to pull the goalie anyway, two nothing. Yeah, down. of course. I don't, I don't say don't pull. And I'm not saying don't pull the goalie. I'm just... 
I'm just trying to diminish Edmonton in any way possible, <laughs> really. I mean... Well, I mean, okay. So, it was all McDavid. So, let's just get this straight, listeners. It wasn't Oilers 3, Flames nothing. It was McDavid 3, Flames nothing. Yeah. Seriously. Like, there was... It's not like the Oilers... Okay, they outplayed us. They played better. We didn't play well at all. But it was still the McDavid oh, factor sorry, that changed. I got to correct you there. It was Oilers... And three other failed first overall picks. <laughs> three. How many more do you need? Fuck. McDavid. It's just in McDavid. In that three. Yeah. It's Calgary. just McDavid. Not a single first overall pick in their history. No. Highest pick overall was fourth overall. Was no, because it, we right, actually... Bennett? Yeah, because we, because we actually, like, try. We don't, we don't tank. We don't yeah. fail. And we don't get rewarded for Imagine it. that, Edmonton. Yeah, I know. Try. Edmonton, we try. Unlike you. But that's okay, I guess. No, I'm not bitter either. And you know, Edmonton fans are enjoying listening to this right now. However, (laughs) let's just make it very clear that one player won you the game. Yes, you all played us, but it still took McDavid for you guys to beat us. Now, from a coaching standpoint, you talked about Goldson, how he needed to, um, you know, motivate Motivate. the players, um, get them going. I agree with you. He did not need to motivate the players. The players should be ready to go, fired up for this game. Um, my biggest problem with him, though, is that he didn't adjust the play as the game went on. It's not like McDavid had, you know, two breakaways, two goals before his empty netter. He had he created his own breakaways, basically. Yeah. And Smith stopped one of them. And you want to, as a coach, recognize that and be like, okay, whoever's on the ice when McDavid's on, one defender has to stay real deep back. No matter what. Because no defender on the Flames is going to beat him on a foot race. No one in the league is going to beat him in a foot race. Yeah. And we're talking about a situation here. We were down one nothing, and he was still creating breakaways. So there's a failure in the coaching staff there uh, not adjusting the gameplay. The, the style of play. you got to tell the defenders, one of them has to stay back. I don't mind the guy bombing up. I don't mind Brody, Hamilton. Our our defensive pairings are kind of geared to that too, aren't they? Well, one defender on each line will always bomb up. Brody will bomb up, and so will, I guess, you know... The first first, first pairing is a little different, but, I mean, you can't tell me on the second and third pairing, you can't say Hamanich or Barkowski or whoever, hang back. Well, Hamanich was hung back whenever he was on with he was on with Brody. Hang back more. Yeah, hang back more. That's what I'm saying. No, seriously though, because no, I don't disagree. Those, I mean, McDavid is an elite player. He's a generational talent. He's a generational player now. Like, there is no sophomore thing here at all, and that's not sophomore. I guess this is third year, but he was injured for like the first half of his first year. So yeah. let's just consider this basically his second full season here. The guy has three fucking goals. Three goals. In one game. In one game. So Ovechkin got three goals. Who Saad, else got three? Saad, Saad and Simmons. Yeah, maybe not in the same you know, ballpark as McDavid. But, but who still. Was it, who was a Chicago beat Pittsburgh 10-1? 10 fucking 1. So, Jesus. you know, that kind of made me feel slightly better. But we're still 0-1. No, no. Pittsburgh is 0-1-1, right? They're in the East, though. They're in the East. Our division is difficult. No, but the it's f- not. Our, Vegas. Well, we have Oilers. Well, we have the Oilers. We have the Oilers. Vancouver, Vegas, Arizona. I guess, yeah. That's a good point. Who knows? Los Angeles, Anaheim. I mean, perennially. And San Jose. Yeah, but LA and Anaheim. They don't look particularly Anaheim. threatening this year. But LA, well, Anaheim is like our kryptonite anyway. I think Anaheim is really actually going to be 
fairly decent this year. Okay. So you like have... That, that young defensive core is quite sharp. I, I, I do look at that team and say they could be dangerous. Okay, so they you have the Oilers in Anaheim and, you know, probably the Kings. They beat we'll Edmonton see. in the playoffs last year too, didn't they? They did. In seven it's years. always different each year, you know. Chicago can win a couple yeah. years and then they get swept by Nashville, but anyway. But the Flyers have a tough division too, for example. Like they have Pittsburgh, they have Washington, they have, I think, the Rangers too. Like these aren't... Yeah, teams, I mean, man. there's only like, four divisions now, right? Right, but like in the East, it's just that division. That's what I'm getting at. The point is, it, 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 it could be it could be anyone's game, right? Where did Columbus come out of? They came true. out of nowhere, and and That's people true. are thinking, oh, they're gonna repeat. Who actually knows? That's true. We'll see. Is Dallas gonna do well? Is St. Louis gonna do well? How bad is Detroit gonna do? You never know. It's Detroit. People are saying they're gonna finish absolute last, but I mean, by the way, did you see their stadium yesterday? No. Empty. Detroit? Yeah. Brand new stadium. Probably the tickets went up double. But, I mean, they're selling out. Take note. Take note, Ken They're King. selling out Lions games. They're selling out, you know, they're not selling out Pistons games, but they're selling out, like, uh, the Detroit, uh, the, sorry, the, the Tigers. Tigers, yeah. Tigers selling out, sell out every yeah, now and then. The Tigers, the Lions, they're, they're usually selling out pretty good. Lions and Tigers and Bears? Well, the Lions are. Oh, there my. The yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> point is, Hockey Town, for whatever reason, they're not filling their seats. But we're here to talk about the Flames. Let, let's uh, talk Mike Smith. Awesome. Debut game. Debut game was awesome. Throwing into the, into the mix against Unf- the Oilers away. Unfortunately, he got let down by his offense. The whole team got let down by the offense. The defense was doing their best. Like I mean, they had their howlers here and there. But if you're not going to get more than like... What was it, 27 shots versus their 40-something? Forget it. You know, Mike Smith needs to put in the best game of his fucking life every game if you're going to have to do that. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much confidence does our first line instill in you? Like a, like a 5. And honestly, and if, you were, five. if you were rating our first line against first lines across the NHL? We're not, we're not high up there. I'd say we're 20th at best. That's pretty low. You, you got us in the bottom, like, quartile of the NHL. Well, I'm thinking who's worse? Vegas, Vancouver, Colorado, Arizona. Yeah. Minnesota, maybe. Florida. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean... After that, Montreal, maybe. But even... No, but Montreal has... I mean... Has who? Patio Reddy? Yeah, Drew Patri- Well, Drew was actually flying in his first game. I'm still taking Goudreau. Fuck, the problem yeah. I mean, is that's like, not that's not an argument. I'll take Goudreau over him. I mean, day. yeah, I mean the problem is Furland, right? It is Furland. That's all I was gonna actually tell you is that I mean, it's not Monahan and Monahan. Well, Monahan had Monahan isn't exactly an inspiring player, but he had two chances. I remember in that game, he had one in the slot. He knows where to be. He he's like the guy that's in the right place at the right time, but he needs someone feeding the puck to him, which is basically Goudreau. But you need a guy that's gonna kind of power through the boards. Win the puck for them. Like I'm not saying like a Lucic, but you need someone a little bit more crafty, skillful Lucic style. Like kind of a big. We need an Aginla, basically, is what I'm getting at. Like you need someone with size but with hands, and he's gonna rile up your first line. Mani and Goudreau are young still. They're they're we're forgetting that they're still like I think Goudreau's 23, Monahan's 21, 22. They're still young guys. I think I think Monahan is 
Mana's younger. Than, older. I'm pretty sure he's younger than Goudreau. We could check it out later. But I think my what I'm really trying to say is you have two young guys and then you have another guy who's still... Okay. It doesn't feel like he fits into the AHL yet. Like, he, you know, I remember Furlan was flying that one year when we were playing Vancouver in the first round. And then he got a couple concussions. And since then, he's not playing that physical game. He's trying to develop his other aspects, which is fine. But you need to... I think he, needs, he needs too. to be that foil for that line. Yeah. He needs to know, I'm not the goal scorer here. I'm not the playmaker. I am the guy who does everything else. I'm the guy who wins the dirty battles. I'm yeah. the guy who gets in hard. I'm the guy who wins the puck when no one else is going to do it. And I'm going to work my ass off for my linemen. So you're saying you need, he needs to be the grinder, basically. The exactly. Yeah. He needs to complement the other players. I agree. Because uh, it would be foolish, I think, to have another sniper on that line. You have Goudreau, very silky player, very skilled player. You have Monaghan, a very good all-round player. Yeah. And then you have Furland, who could have a very specific role. And even a Brower-type player, or anyone on that line. I, I mean, yes, I know Brower, but the Brower-type player. But that's why Brower's Power forward. Yeah. Not necessarily so skilled, but power forward. Yeah. This guy with size, guy with, with some kind of imposing... Uh, demeanor that, that puts the other teams under pressure and, and creates that space and time for his other players who can then create those chances and goals. But, I mean, it, it, again, it is so early. It's going to happen. Like These players can do these things. So we just need to wait to see uh, what's going to happen. And again, you know, we talked about it last episode as well. We weren't really, realistically, anything we got out of this game was, was a bonus. And we didn't get anything out of this game, so really, how upset can we be? It's, we, Ed, it's yeah. in Edmonton away, and Edmonton's yeah. one of the favorites to win the Cup this year. As much as we hate to say it, they're, they're a good team. I we lost, that too. but you know what? There'll be other chances this season. We got Winnipeg at home tomorrow, uh, a good opportunity for us to get a win, so we'll focus on that. But was there anything else on Smith? Well, they did deserve to win. Um, but no, nah. Smith, they did. Let's, let's not go I know, that far. I know, okay. I, I, won't, I won't get into it anymore. I can't go that far. Uh, Mike Smith, I actually, I will have to admit, and it is only one game, but I have to admit that I was pretty worried about him after that preseason. I, I didn't really see, like I saw the passion, but I didn't see the, the backup to that passion. Like I didn't see but, the skills yeah. show up from basically his years in, in, uh, in Arizona where he was, you know, he'd have so many shots on net and he still stood on his head consistently every game i didn't see that from him preseason fair it's preseason whatever we actually talked about how does preseason really matter it's more of a showcase for the younger guys smith looked great and i was pleasantly surprised and i hope he keeps it up because we need him to do that unfortunately we still don't have the offense other than the second line the second line still was the only thing that showed some sort of spark that game they had a couple chances. They had that. They have that carryover chemistry. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. If anything, they're our first line. I know. I know they're theoretically and on paper our second line, but really, if you boil it down to how many chances they create in a game, how dominant they are, and I mean, relatively speaking, how well they are with the puck, how much they control when they're on the ice, they're they're basically our first line. Um, well. So outside of that line, we don't really have that dominating presence yet in offense. So well, that's, Smith hope, has that's to hoping really for that third line, which which Bennett, whoever else, and Yager perhaps, Bristique. Yep. Please something. But on on Smith, you know, I just think as you were saying, <laughs> you're seeing you're seeing his character come out. 
Because yeah. he's he's a compete level guy. He's a character guy. He knows this is a, this is a rivalry game, and he's coming ready to play. He showed up, and he's motivated. Yeah. And it showed in his play. Made some great saves. But but moving on from that, the, the Browers in the stages of the team, the team composition. It was our first game. Our lineup was made. Uh, we did make a signing a little late on in the season, but. You wanted to talk about Brower and Stajan and their spots on the team. Yeah, I, I am pleading to the organization right now, guys. Brad, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, Brad. <laughs> Brad, please, or Brian, or I Craig. I, we still don't know who's who there, but Brad, anyway. Brad, or Brad. Who's slash that other Brian guy that we signed from Phoenix? Don, Don, is his name Don? It's a good chance. If your name's Don, <laughs> you work for the Flames. One of you. Who's in charge? I think it's Don Maloney. We have two things to look up after this. <laughs> One of you who's in charge of this I feel club. like I feel like right now we should just play some Jeopardy music and we're going to look these things up. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We're going to do that. So, so Jank was right. Goudreau is 24, Monaghan is 22, and it is Don Maloney. So, anyway, we're, we're doing fairly well. We Anyhow, that. Brower, okay. staging. Okay, please, organization, as I was saying, whoever's in charge, whoever's doing this, you guys have to set a better example for this club. You cannot reward guys for their contract. You need to reward them for their performance. This is a business. Please listen to us. And I think they understand a large aspect of how it's a business if we're talking about the arena. Yeah. Like, we need to treat it like a business as if it's on ice. You can't sit there and tell me about how this arena is doing this and that and how the city needs to fund this and that and all that bullshit. And all of a sudden, you're playing Brower ahead of guys like Jankowski. Who, five years in the making, I think yeah. it's time. It, it's either it make or break. And we, we can't keep him in the A forever. We, we, we have to be careful here. You can't peak this guy in the minors and then all of a sudden bring him up in the NHL when it's maybe too late. This may be the time where he transitions into the NHL because you cannot let him peak at a certain level. He might get all complacent. And when he comes to the NHL, he may not be even ready to make that extra step. Get him while he's hungry. He was super hungry during the preseason. And I think he, he earned it too. Absolutely. And you know what? Hathaway... Played pretty good that game against the Oilers. I'm not saying he's a star. He's not a stud. But the guy works hard. He was winning the puck. He was working hard on the boards. He hit McDavid a couple times. You know, like not many of our guys were doing that. The guy's not afraid to get a little dirty, a little scrappy. And he had a couple shots on that. And or, you know, he was like right on the goalie for a rebound. Like our fourth line actually generated something here. Guys, please... You need to make sure that you reward performance because what happens now is that you bring down, so you cut Hathaway, you send him back to the A, you bring in Yager, okay, all good. Everyone's going to agree, everyone and their dog is going to agree with you that Yager is fucking amazing and we all love Yager and he deserves to be on the team. Great. He probably needs another couple weeks to get in shape because he didn't even know that he was going to be on an NHL team during the offseason. So the guy needs some time. He is fucking 45, so he needs some time to get in shape. However, Brower looked like absolute dog shit that game. And you know what? For a big guy, he looks like he's 100 fucking pounds when he gets hit. When he got hit at the end of the game, they're on that empty net, he collapsed. 
like a bag of pucks, man. I cannot, cannot so, fathom a guy with his size falling that hard on a head. You know, we need to we need to make sure that guys like not just Hathaway, but Jankowski, Poirier, Lazar, they're not seeing our organization go like, well, fuck, Gaila played like absolute shit and he's still on the team and I'm getting sent down to the A? Come on, guys. Either you put him on waivers or you trade him. I don't care if we still have to pay his four-something million-dollar contract. I know he's got a one-way. If you put him on waivers and he clears waivers, great. It's a sunk cost. Forget it. You already agreed to pay him four million. What difference does it fucking make? You can't trade him for anything. No one's going to trade him for anything. No one's going to take that contract. Even if someone takes half that contract, get rid of this guy. Who who would possibly... I can't see anyone taking Brower at this point. But aside from that, what is it that you think that... Genuinely, when we signed this guy, I was was happy. So was I. And I was like, well, that's a really good pickup. He's, He's a... He's a he's a player who's underrated on most teams. He's he's undervalued. He's underappreciated. Uh, the work that he does, for example, in Washington and St. Louis, was was not recognized to the level that it should have been. And I was happy when we got him. It was a high contract, but I was like, you know, this guy has a chance to show what he's got. What is it that went so so wrong? I have absolutely no idea. And on paper, he was the right addition for a guy to compliment Johnny. And money. Exactly. And it did not pan out. And then all of a sudden, when he was put on the third line at one point last season, he was playing like shit again. The playoffs, he was non-existent. I, I mean, I know that we're all human beings here. I get it. But fuck, man. This is still business. If you're not performing, well, you got to go. How many, how many chances? Ugh. I mean, we gave him a full year. Maybe, last maybe some of the reason why he's staying is just because there's that hope that he can turn it on. He's a right wing player, and we're really shallow in that area. I think if I'm the GM, I tried to shop him, and nobody wanted him. Mm. I mean, you're not. That's already take... happened, though. But the guy is now basically a fourth liner. Are you going to pay a fourth liner four million plus? You a are year? if you're the Flames. Well, we are, but we bought. We're we paying Station three something. Yeah, and. Stajan is another, but Stajan's been this consistent complaint of mine, but apparently he's really good in the dressing room. Okay, maybe... Yeah, it's nice to have one guy like that, right? Maybe a redeeming quality, sure. You and I will never know that effect unless we ever go into the dressing room, but, you know, I'm still at a point where I'm sitting there thinking, this fourth line is an opportunity for us to bring up guys like Jankowski, Lazar, keep glass, you know, bring up, you know, Hathaway... Give that fourth line kind of that stepping stone for the guys in the minors to really show themselves. Instead of just grasping onto these like veteran players that are not really adding much value. Station tries hard, but we still... You can try hard all you want, man. But if you don't perform, if you don't add some points or block some shots or, or rough up some of the guys' opposition, you know, you're, you're fucking up. And you, you have to make have a that. quantifiable contribution. Absolutely. And Brower does not, especially Brower, for his Brower, in. So if he goes to the A and we're but, still paying him $4 million, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter to me. Or it's, more about, it's more about utilizing that roster, roster spot for the future yeah. and for even the now. Because right. these players that we have waiting in the wings, of which our depth is not fantastic by any stretches. No. But still, giving this guy an opportunity to play on the big leagues, in the big team... Yeah. Is better than having Bauer Brower plug away yeah. 
And you know what? Glass did his job last game. He fought that douchebag Cassian. <laughs> and you know what? After he fucked him up a little bit there, he had he had a bleeding head or whatever. That guy was completely invisible after. He turned into a complete pussy after. That's Glass like, did his job. Glass, well done, Glass. Okay, I'm. How many times have we seen that? It's been a while. It's Edmonton. <laughs> anyway, Yager. Yager, Yager arrived. All right. Nice contract, obviously. Beautiful contract. Um, it's a beautiful contract. Fantastic. Contract. Not playing yet. Forty-five years old. Doesn't know when he's coming. He's taking it day <laughs> by day because he's old as balls and he doesn't know exactly when his body can skate again. But a goddamn stud. God yeah, I mean, there's no questioning. He, the guy's a legend, right? He's absolutely incredible. And, you know, the guy 20 years ago would have been fantastic. Oh, it would have been. We've got him at 45. <laughs> still still a big body presence. Still a good hockey mind. Yeah. Apparently slotted in for the third line. What do you think? That's what, I'm that, good with that's that. That's probably Bennett and Versteeg. Yeah, and I don't want to break up the second line. And no, he's there's not, no way. But, I mean... Yeah, he's not ready for the... The first line... Maybe they'll try him once in a while. Maybe but. it's a defibrillator action, you know? Maybe. Last bit, last ditch move. Put yeah. that shock in, see how you're going. You know, you never know, right? Like, the, all, all the media is talking about is Yager. Yager this, Yager that. The TSN today was three Yager videos. Yager's not quite ready. Yager's taking it day by day. Yager says stupid shit about McDavid. <laughs> 100 goals? Okay, come on, man. How many Czech girls have you been with to make you think 100 goals is a realistic thing in today's NHL? Just because he scores three against us doesn't mean he's getting three against every other team. There's no... And I'm, I'm personally... When I see our players talking about other players, I don't care if they're the greatest player to play the game of all time. Yes, you have to show respect, but for a direct rivalry like that, like, you know what, McDavid played well, but I thought he had flaws in his game. His shoelaces were the wrong color or something like that. I just I just can't I don't like our seeing our players heap mountains of praise on the opposition's talisman. I just don't like that. I think that just it doesn't serve maybe if you're trying to play these mind games, it doesn't work. They're feeling that and being like, We've got these guys in our pocket. They've got nothing left to say to us except praise. And I, I want our next statement to be our next game against Edmonton. I think it's in January, but I wanted to be coming out there and saying, how many goals are you going to get this game, McDavid? Absolutely zero. That's, that's what it should be. Uh, it shouldn't be to the reporters. It shouldn't be to the media. It shouldn't be to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever they're on, anything. It should just be, we're going we're gonna to stop you now. You know, this streak of five, six, seven games that you've beat us on is not happening anymore. We're going to put a stop to this right now because you're going to come to the Dome. We're not going to let you win. Under no circumstances are you winning this game. We're going to make it an absolutely hellish place for you to come. Our fans are going to be nuts that day. Nuts. <laughs> and there's going to be no hope. Uh, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I love the signing of Yager, but I didn't like saying, yeah, 100 goals in today's NHL. <sighs> no, it's just, it's just No. I mean, has he even got just 50 because, yet? Has just he even be, got 50 yet? Just because Yager's classy and you're not. doesn't mean <laughs> you need to rip on the guy, okay? I'm not ripping on the guy. I'm just <laughs> ripping on his, you know, his statement. But he's so he's a seasoned guy. He's been around. And he, he can easily go up to any of these players and be like, Son, I've been doing that before you were born. And he can literally say that to some of these players. I mean, 
Yager's older than our stadium. He's older than, like, I mean, Johnny wasn't even born when fucking Yager was drafted or whatever. Like, it's pretty fucked up to think about how profound this guy is, and it's awesome to have him around. I think his biggest impact not only will just be, you know, he might get us 40, 50 points, um, but the fact that he can provide that, you know, the tutor role. He can tutor these, like, Mm -hmm. these younger players. Yeah, like... You know, help Johnny, help Monaghan, help, you know, help Bennett. Like, Bennett would really benefit off this guy. And especially if he Bennett, plays in the Monaghan, same Monaghan, Goudreau, Kachuk. Yeah, Kachuk. And, you know, in fairness, Kachuk's actually grown a lot. Like, in terms of a player that started last year and he's performed really well, he gets stuck in, he gets dirty, he gets his hands dirty. He doesn't care. He's just... He plays his game and he just fucking keeps going. I do, I do, I do like that. Even about him. even after that whole Dowdy thing yeah, last season, I really which I like thought that. was such fucking bullshit by the Kings. By the way, like, what the fuck, guys? Like, okay, one game I can Will see Lee, you guys we're coming for you. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, Wesley, we're fucking coming <laughs> for you, bud. Like, you're fucking the guy up for one game after. Okay, I can see that, but they kept going after the like, game and after Dowdy. There are there are norms and rules in the NHL. Uh, What's it called? Man. Winning. Yeah. Winning is that yeah, it? You're yeah. upset about not making the playoffs. And it wasn't even your team like, is done. It wasn't you even salvage your future. It's yeah. over. It's welcome ridiculous. to 25th to 31st. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, Yager can provide that extra mentorship that we don't have in the roster. Like Gio's obviously our captain. He's probably done well, but Yager's going to be that extra level of well, mentorship. We we've really epitomized the signing of veteran leadership right there. Well, yeah, this guy has. Where did I hear a stat? He, he's going to play all 36 NHL teams or something like that. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm sure there was some team that someone missed something. The internet yeah. is an amazing place, by the way. But Another thing another thing he will add is the dressing room. Yeah. If Galdson is doing the thing where we believe that he's not really communicating to the players or what he's saying is not resonating to the players, can you imagine a guy yeah, like Yager stepping up and just standing up and being like, guys... And then he just says this thing, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I got this." Hopefully Everyone gets. That ha- I think Do we that have will enough happen. of that, though. I mean, our dressing room players. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's just hard to argue against. Like, if Yager steps I, I, up I, I, and I, says something, what are you going to say to the guy? Nothing. It's I, I, Yager, I want man. the results to. I want the results to speak for themselves. That's what for I sure. want. And we're only one game in. Like, we got to win on Saturday. Game two, Saturday, yeah. the Jets came off. Uh, a more prolific pounding. They lost 7-2 at home to Toronto. Yeah, against Toronto. I mean, I guess we can't say this Toronto stuff anymore. They're, I know, but I'm still going to say It's funny it. how Toronto and funny. Edmonton's fates were like intertwined. Both so shit for such a long period of time, and then all of a sudden they've kind of had Total this garbage. rebirth with the absolute handouts. I mean, yeah. being from Alberta, where we've paid equalization payments for the, the entirety <laughs> of our life, half of which go to Edmonton. <laughs> It's just or like Ontario, it's just amazing <laughs> to see that happen again. Like, oh, look at these handouts that you're given. Edmonton, just oh, take dude. four first overall picks. We'll Toronto, here you have a good one, and you get Austin Matthews, and then fail, and you will succeed. <laughs> Anyhow, but the Jets lost seven two. They had severe goaltending woes in that game as well. They had Mason, Mason shit the bed. Hella uh, or. Hell- <laughs> Hella, hella bumfuck or whatever. He... Hella not going to be in the net anymore. <laughs> he came anyway, in and, I don't know, made three saves. Overall, and Winnipeg goals. was fucking dog shit too. 
I mean, yeah, it's a home opener. It's a game we should be fired up for. Winnipeg kind of took us to the cleaners a few times in preseason. We did beat them once, but we lost once. Yeah. We should. This is a game we we're, we it's should be a win. We, we should win this game. And it's I, I, be a win. I I hate saying the term. It's it, it's a must win this early, but it really it, it really, really is. is because when we're playing against uh, Anaheim away and then LA away, and the LA away game, the LA away game is a game where you know if we get a point. I think at minimum we should be hoping to get a point. If and we then, get anything from Anaheim away, I don't know. There is a god or something like that. But <laughs> I just want Wesley to cry in this in this uh, you know away trip to LA and Anaheim. But I think our part our, of me would our be game plan should that. be you know Wednesday we lost Saturday at home in front of our fans. And you know we want to we want to go one and one we want to go two and one then three and one, and we should push forward with that momentum. Uh, one thing I did you know I, this was a while ago but I think it was oh god, who was that coach before Gullison? Uh, Hartley, Hartley had that seven game plan, so you're always measuring the season in seven games like a playoff yeah, series, that's right? right? Yeah, he was you went four that. and three or you went five and two. Yep. Or you, you went three and four against. I like that mantra. Because when you looked at how the Flames broke down those seven-game series, they were they were winning. They, I think they lost one all season. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was 4-3, four, 4-3. Three, four, three. A lot of 4-3s, but they were still winning those series consistently. And that's what gets you into the playoffs. It was a good approach, yeah. I, I remember. I, I really, I really like that about Hartley's approach. And I but think it died we, in the last season with them, right? Well, so did a lot of things. Like our chances. Yeah. Like our points. <laughs> Fair. Like our dreams. But <laughs> if we if we uh, assimilate something like that and, and take that as our own and say, okay, guys, you know, we're taking this in, in four-game stints or eight-game stints or five-game stints, nothing too large. We're, uh, I, I, don't like, I don't really like the, oh, we're, we have this road trip and we've got six games on the road. How are we going to do? Let's go three for six. No, nothing like that. I, I kind of mixing in the home and away games as well. So that you get a bit of variance saying, we're just taking this six games or seven games at a time. Mm-hmm. And we're focusing on that. Game by game, of course, but also looking at these long-term plans. And we're taking it step by step. We're not looking at who's above us in the standings. Because in our division, there are going to be people. In the NHL, there's going to be people ahead of us. Let's not chase them. Let's just, let's just make our objective of getting into the playoffs. And then, heck, it's anyone's game. Because you remember at Flames 2004, once you're in, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So... I think we, we go in to Saturday's game playing our hearts out, and we'll, we'll get the win. We'll get the win. Please fucking win. I'm going to say... I, I would, I would, nothing would make me happier than seeing this. We all work every day for the week, and we fucking work our ass off to get to the fucking weekend. Nothing would be sweeter than to see the fucking Flames win on Saturday. I'm just going to throw that out there. We need a win here, not only just because, you know... I'm speaking on behalf of people working all week, but we do need a win after that poor showing against the Oilers. Do you agree? Because you can't play like that and then not rebound after. Because if you don't show that kind of character to not only your own teammates but your fans, you're not instilling that confidence that exactly, the dressing room needs. Yeah, and if you if you you have to nip that early, yeah. especially this lack of compete against Edmonton, yeah. that has to be addressed right away. Yeah. I mean, that's a rivalry game. That's a no-fucking-brainer. Like, you need every player to keep... 
it's got to be to a point where when the game's going on, these players need to like the all time glance the gulls and be like, I'm ready, I'm ready, like I'm ready to go on the on the ice again. Like they got to be almost like kids again. Like they're ready to play. They want to get back on the ice. They want to show themselves. They want to score. They want to set something up. Yeah. They want to hit on, this coach. guy. Put me on, coach. Put yeah. Me on. Like you look at a glass and he wants to fight and he wants to beat the shit out of Cassian for round two. Like you need that, guys. Please get fired up. This is your jobs, and you need to be more passionate about it. We need you guys to start playing way harder in those kind of games. Overall, we need you to play better. And Winnipeg is going to be a great opportunity to you uh, for you guys to... It's a home opener. You should be fired up. The fans are going to be loud. The music's going to be loud. The stadium might be falling apart. But you guys, your job is to put on good quality product on the ice. And that's all we ask for. Just put the effort in. I just and want you, you guys the, to fly. If you put the effort in, you know, these wins. Absolutely. We have a good team. We have a good we team. We have a good team. And if, if this team plays up to their potential, I mean, they can they can cause serious problems for any team. If you in play the hard, the goals People will come. People have been saying that for years. And and it's just it's just a few minor puzzle pieces that have been missing or that have been misplaced. And once those things shift in, wow, we, we could be we could be dangerous. So I think that's a, that's a really good point to end on. We can be dangerous. We're going to be dangerous on Saturday. We're going to win Saturday. I, I can feel it right now. Me too. It's, it's going to happen. We're, we're going to bounce back from that loss, and then, heck, we're going to have some momentum going into Anaheim, which, you know, for me is definitely... <laughs> I'm crossing every, every last finger that I have. We're going to break this, this curse in Anaheim if we can, if we can beat Winnipeg on Saturday. So just to recap, we're on iTunes again. Not again. We're, we're just on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We are on CastBox. We're on SoundCloud. On Twitter, you can follow us at FlamesFanCast. And on Gmail, you can email us FlamesFanCast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, thoughts, anything. We'd love to talk about that. Address those things. It's been fantastic this evening. Go Flames, go. Let's get the win on Saturday. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Barbara Streisand.